Are you going to do our intro today? (laughs) Sure. Welcome back to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) This one's Sam and I'm Greg. And we're the two Muppets on the balcony. You nearly, nearly passed. You nearly passed. Oh, come on. (laughs) Welcome back in, guys. We're really excited to be with you today. And we've got a topic that is a little bit close to heart, but one that um, is, is probably, I would say this, is the crux of a lot of the training that we do. And that is we often teach people how to identify their target customer, but we wanted to talk today about why that matters. Because, do you know, I I had a bit of an argument with someone recently. I don't think I told you about this. Um, I was chatting with another trainer in the direct selling space and she said to me, identifying your avatar, which is one of the words we use for ideal customer, identifying your avatar is just another way of procrastinating. And she said, I think it's a big waste of time. And then in her very next question, she said, "What, what is the best thing for me to be posting on Facebook right now? And I went, (laughs) Okay, let's just stop and pause for a moment here and let me go through all the reasons why identifying your ideal customer is so important for your business. So we're going to share with you four key things you need to know about identifying your ideal customer and how this is one of the most important activities you can do in your business, particularly if you're feeling a bit stuck or you're not getting the results you want right now. And we might even mention one or two painful stories along the way. Oh, we may. (laughs) (laughs) There have been many. So, should we jump on in, Greg, and get into it? Let's dive on in. Awesome. So, guys, the first thing that we want to talk about is probably um, the most important when it comes to why you do your business. Because the thing is that when you are not working with your ideal customer, business can become really painful. And I don't care how big or small your business is, I am speaking from experience when I say that when you're working with people that are not your ideal customer, it saps the joy out of what you do in so many ways. Yeah. (laughs) Actually started Oxano, which originally was called Sam Lee's Consulting back in my my maiden days. Um, Sam Lee's Consulting, where I was consulting to businesses. That's how I first started out. That was probably nearly seven years ago now. And Sam's an amazing salesperson at heart. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. And so she was trained to get a yes out of anybody. And so that's exactly what she went out and did. Yeah. These clients were like, if they were willing to pay me, I was going to take their money because you don't say no when someone says yes. And what's really interesting is because of the sales training I have, uh, and because I'm quite a competitive person, if someone was a little bit difficult to get a yes out of, it was like, I was like a dog with a bone. I was like, I've just got to find a way because for me, it was, it, it was just a natural thing. It was like getting that win was just so powerful. The problem was I would throw myself on the line to get the sale. I would do everything it took. I would over promise and then I would over deliver and I would be totally wearing myself to the bone in order to please these people that were super hard to get in the first place. I ended up consulting to run social media for restaurants, which for me were relatively easy. But then I ended up with financial advisors, accountants, HR consultants. I even at one point had a tech company. Um, I feel like there's so much more. (laughs) There's so many more. I was doing 
social media for so many different businesses and I had to get good at all of them and I ended up being good at none of them. Um, And what I was just saying to Greg as I was talking through this process and remembering uh, where I was at when he first entered the business, we were consulting to all of these people, which meant that I was trying to do a good job for all of them. What happened was the people that brought me the most joy that were really easy to do the work for, I spent the less, the least amount of time on because it was the squeaky wheels that were drawing all my attention. I was trying to please and keep happy people, uh, the people that I was not designed to keep happy. I was never made to please those people. And here I was busting myself trying to um, trying to have them sing my praises when in actual fact I should have been piling all my time into those people that loved what I did that I was doing a really good job for. You know, that's a really powerful story, but it sort of, um, it sort of calls out something in my mind because there's probably some people here today that go, you know what, I could handle having any customer. <laughs> Give me truckloads of work. That would be, you know, they'd love to be overwhelmed with work that isn't paid very well. They'd be like, mm-hmm. bring in, I, I want to sell to anybody. You know, there'd be people listening today that would actually just be happy to sell to anybody. There's a catch with that as well, though, and it actually doesn't work. And and so if you're trying to sell to everybody, you are selling to nobody. And that's why you're feeling like, just give me anybody. But if you're able to provide value and really focus on what you can give to a subset of people, then that actually allows you to to find and serve those people. Mm -hmm. It's a really powerful process. So like I, I was just thinking as you were telling that story, oh, like that, that sounds really bad to some of us, but it also sounds kind of cool to other people. <laughs> but it, it, ultimately, it doesn't work. And that's the thing. Like you can flog yourself to the bone, but it doesn't work. The other thing that's really powerful about identifying this ideal customer is that once you you work out who they are, it's amazing how much joy you have when you work with those people. Do you know, imagine, imagine your perfect customer. And I know most of you guys listening have got at least one person right now that loves to buy from you. It might be a friend of a friend. It might be someone that was at your first ever party or your event. It might be someone in your team right now if you're in network marketing. But you've got one or two people out there that you can think of right now that you just you look forward to them ringing you or picking the phone up and speaking to them or catching up with them. Or you know that when a new product comes out, they're the first person that you call because they are just chomping at the bit waiting for you to ring them and tell them about the, a, a new product. And even if you don't have that person yet, you've got a longing on your heart to work with somebody like that. Like, wouldn't it be nice to just have one person that it was just easy with? <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd have that longing on your heart. So these are those people that value what you do. They're the people that um, don't question the price. You know, they don't question your motives because they just get you. They're connected to you. You're connected to them. You are, and here is the next bit here, you are serving a purpose with them. So for us, it might be that person who was really overwhelmed and really struggling with social media for their direct selling business, and there's somebody who we're helping to overcome that problem, and they, they really value that we're doing that for them. Them. They love what we're doing. They love jumping in and listening to our podcasts and our videos because they feel like we're speaking their language. It might be you right now, but we also know that we're serving a purpose with them and it brings us so much joy every time we get a little message saying, I've just had an aha moment. Thank you so much. And it's, you know, now I just feel a little bit less stressed or I'm really excited to try that one thing. Do you know what stands in the way of that for me, Sam? Like, I know that naturally that makes a lot of sense. We talk about that a lot, but what actually stands in the way of me doing that kind of stuff? You know, like it doesn't feel like work to me. That's the first thing. And so Mm -hmm. I have this, I have this thing that that was fun. And so subconsciously, my little mammal brain in the back of my head says, oh, fun is not work. 
Yeah, and, it's and so funny you how must works, not. No, 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 not okay. No, 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 not okay. You must work. You must, you know, I must be a which, good man Which means you, you think you have to do all the things you hate doing because that's how you translate work. Because that's going to get ahead. And that's, that's some mammal brain thinking going on right there. It's a waste of time. Do you know, it was really funny because we, um, we've been working, we've got some incredible coaches and mentors that we work with and it's a really important part of, of our journey because we know we need people to keep us accountable. And we sat down um, probably about three months ago now and we rejigged what we were doing in the business. We had a look at, you know, what is our big game plan? Where are we going? What do we want to do? What do we want to achieve in the next 12 months? Uh, five years, 10 years, where do we want to go? And as part of that process, they sat down and said, you guys have to stop doing about 90% of what you're doing. And I I sat there and went, ooh, that sounds really scary. And I thought, great, they're going to take away all the stuff I love doing. And I said, so what, what should I be focusing on right now? And they said, you should be focusing on doing webinars, during, doing podcasts and recording live videos and sharing knowledge with people. And I was like- And creating get, stuff to give away. I get to do the things I love doing the most. That is not what she said. <laughs> Sam kicked up. like She's like, oh, you kicked and kicked and kicked. Because I love doing it so much that I thought there was no way that it was okay for me to be spending time doing those things. And I'm exactly the same. Like, <laughs> Look at me back as exactly the same because I do the same thing. I think we all do. I think that subconsciously nearly, you know, unless you're like a 300 zillionaire, then this is going to be a challenge. I know <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be a challenge for all of us. And it comes back to that feeling around guilt and that feeling around that work is work and that we can't have joy. But I guess that's what we're here to challenge you with in this point right now is that actually, if you can do the things that bring you joy, that actually energizes you. And if you're working with people that bring you joy, then that energy runs, rubs off on them and gives them value. And so mm-hmm. that, that becomes really key. So the first thing to me about why your ideal customer matters is because you bring each other joy and that's bringing love into the world. And I think that's what we're here to do. Oh, it's all about love. Mm. <laughs> but guess what happens next? And this is our very next point. The next reason that it's really important to identify who your ideal customer is, because once you do multiplication happens for a number of reasons. The first thing is you're really clear. You know exactly who you're going for. So it makes it so much easier to find them because it's not kind of like I'm fishing in the ocean and anybody I, with a pulse anything with or, a pulse or maybe do. not a pulse. So let's actually, here, I've just come up with an analogy just like that. We call this Sam Live. If you go fishing in the ocean, right, and you know what you want to catch, you use a particular lure, a particular bait, Right? I'm liking you this. Like this. I'm already you liking this. You probably even use a certain boat because different boats do different things. You might have a trawler. You might be using a dinghy. You know, you might be scuba diving. If you're going to go for crayfish, you're certainly not going to go from the boat, right? You're going to go diving to go get your crayfish or you might use pots. But the point is that you're going to be using particular bait, particular tools. And it's the same thing when it comes to identifying your ideal customer. If you just say, I want anything and everything that is swimming, then you're going to end up, number one, catching rubbish. Number two, you're going to be eating something you don't want to be eating. You know, you're going to end up with the, like the, in your fish and chip shop analogy. Do you use that on the different, <laughs> different podcast? Different honey. podcast. But, you know, you guys get <laughs> going here. The point is that if you know what you're after, it's easier to go find it. Now, the other thing that happens And I'm going to come back to that um, mention you just made of energy where you talked about when you are in a a state of joy and you're excited and you love the people you work with, how much more fun is it to find more of those people? What's really interesting is that's actually magnetic. 
as soon as we got really clear about who we were working with, and let me tell you, this was not an easy process. I did kick and scream when we sat down. We had a, a really serious marketing or plan, business planning <laughs> meeting where it was like do or die. We're either shutting the doors on this business or we need to get really really serious about who we're here to serve. Um, and it was actually Greg and our coach against me where I'm going, I just anyone that gives me money, I'll take it because we need it. And these guys were going, hell no, you are working your backside off for people that you shouldn't be working with right now that don't value what you do. And it was that moment where um, I got asked one quick question. It was like, you have to answer fast. And Charlie, if you remember, actually said to me, Sam, if you could pick out of all these different businesses you work with, and remember what I said, we had HR, we had accounts, we had restaurants, we had tech companies, we had tourism, com tourism companies, I had a clothing brand, I had everything. <laughs> and he said, if you could pick one and it was the only one you could ever work with for the rest of your years, who would you pick? And straight away, I went direct selling immediately because it was the business I knew I could provide the most value to. It was the business I knew valued me the most and the people that I worked with was were, um, for me, they wanted to learn the most. Out of all those other, oh, real estate was the other one. That was horrific. <laughs> the thing was, direct sellers, you guys have got an incentive to learn to do social media. You come to, to us because you want to learn from us and you want to grow your business. I had real estate agents that were coming to us because their boss told them they had to and they were getting paid to. And that is an incentive. That's quite depressing really when you think about it. So the, the point is that as we got clear on this, number one, it took a great big weight off my shoulders. Number two, it was a lot easier to find. Number three, it gave me purpose in what I was doing. Number four, I had more joy. And the next thing that happened was almost instantaneously, business started coming to us. People were finding us because we started saying no to a lot of people. We started turning people down and we were naturally attracting the people that were similar to the other fish that we had. Yeah, now there's a bit of a challenge here that I'm seeing because I can imagine that there's people listening to this podcast and going, yeah, but that's Sam. Let's, you know, let's be honest, that's Sam and, and she's different to me and I can see how that could work for her. No, I'm not. Well, well, this is, <laughs> I, I want to bring it, yeah, yeah, but I want to bring it back to being relatable because you're in a different part of the journey to the people that we're speaking to and some of the people that are listening are going to have a doubt that that's possible for them. And so I want to bring it back and say that if you're working with people that bring you joy, mm -hmm. that gives you energy. But they, they get something in return. It's not just you receiving and going, oh, this is so much easier. It's like sitting on the deck drinking a cocktail. It's like, actually, no, it's not just that you're receiving. You're actually also giving. And so you've got that reciprocity going back and forth between you, that value that you're giving. Mm -hmm. And it also, so that energy then allows you to take that and go, you know what, I'm going to find a way to serve more people like that because I've got this value that this person likes and instead of trying to make like a hundred different things to please a hundred different people, you say, I've made this amazing thing instead of this crappy thing. I've made this amazing bundle of energy, this amazing offer that I have, or this amazing, there's this amazing thing here. And lots of people go, actually, that is amazing. That is exactly the thing that I'm after. And so narrowing it down like that actually works for everybody. I've never spoken to a person that has no purpose in life. I have, I have had amazing conversations with people, really powerful conversations. And they go, no, I'm just little me. You know, I'm just this or that. But actually, when you get into it, there might be one or two people that they're, that they're here on this earth to really touch. And when they understand how they've done it and how they can do more of it, it actually brings tears to people's eyes because behind the joy, 
and behind the purpose, there's this real meaning. And you start diving into that space and it's really special. Yeah, you're getting very deep now. <laughs> I know, I know. But we're talking about why. I do. I like it. But I do want to also just point out one more thing here just before we move on to the next one, which we're going to have to like straighten up our paper because we're going to go so totally <laughs> off track here. But um, what I will say is that once people start working with you and they realize that you are the solution to their problem and you are the person for them, what happens? They start to spread word of mouth and word of mouth is the most powerful marketing tool in existence, more than Facebook, more than Instagram, would you believe, more than all of those things is word of mouth um, because it's third-party validation. So when you start serving that group of people that you were built and put on this earth to serve that bring you joy, that you um, bring joy to, then they're going to spread the word to more people and you will naturally begin attracting more of them. But what comes first is usually pretty scary because you have to make a decision to reject some people and that can really go against the grain. Can also, uh, when you get used to it, become quite empowering, but it does take time. And let me tell you, it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do was say no to people. Well, especially when you've got a leader, for example, that's saying, you've got to get a sale. You've got to meet your targets. You've got to sell one a month or you've got to do this or that. And you're like, okay, so I've got to go and sell something to somebody. And you're coming from a place of desperation. It's quite an interesting turnaround. All right. So you guys ready for the next one? I know what it is because I've just checked my notes. <laughs> we, we must keep notes when we do podcasts because otherwise we end up talking about very random things, <laughs> especially when we're together. So the next one is that when you know exactly who you're working with, you end up being quite naturally more productive because you stop working on things you shouldn't be working on. You stop trying to please people that you shouldn't be trying to please and doing random things you shouldn't be doing. So productivity is really important because you can look at the lowest hanging fruit. I love that phrase because for me, it's all about where am I going to get the most benefit, whether that be the most revenue or the most opportunity or the most, um, the best outcome right now. And if you know who it is that you're here to serve and what you can do to provide that person value, it becomes much easier to know what to do next. And so you end up doing less. We actually found that when we got really specific about who we were working with, suddenly our workload reduced. Now, we were able to fill that workload up with more things that were more productive, but we were doing less. I wasn't doing as much scrambling to please people. We were doing more powerful things to please those that really valued it. I love it. All right. Nothing else to add on that no, one. No, no, no. I love the next one. I can't wait. You ready for the next one? I so the am. next one's probably the most important point here because really we're here to talk to you, of course, about Facebook and Instagram, your social media. So when you identify your ideal customer, suddenly you know exactly what you should be posting. It becomes so much clearer because you know what they want to see. Yeah. Now, imagine if you had a picture of your ideal customer. Let's pretend here it's Sam and maybe you're listening and maybe you don't have a picture, but you know, you've probably seen a picture of Sam anyway. (laughs) If you have a picture of your ideal customer and you've had a good conversation with them and you know quite a lot about, you know, you've had many conversations with them, you know a lot about them and you know that that is exactly your ideal customer. If you're just on this earth just to serve Sam, for example, in this this example here, then you start to think, okay, this thing that I'm working on, this post that I'm going to make, this content that I'm putting out there, whatever I'm doing, is she going to like it or not? Because if you can think about a question in that sense and you can actually look, Mm -hmm. you know, in your mind, you can look at a person, you can name a person, you can know stuff about them. Then you've got a chance. Now, I don't always get that right. No. <laughs> Sam's my wife. You often won't get it right. <laughs> I can make mistakes in knowing exactly what I should do for her. 
but when I'm coming from a place of actually thinking about her and thinking about, okay, what am I supposed to, you know, what, what would be wonderful? What would be valuable to, to this person sitting right next to me? That's really helpful. Whereas if I'm just going, what could I throw out there in the world? It becomes really purposeless. And so when you're sitting there and you're going, right, I want to do a post, you can go, okay, what's the name of my ideal customer? Oh, yeah, cool. Is it going to be relevant to them? So think about Oprah. I mean, Oprah, we did a little webinar a while ago where we spoke about Oprah being one of the world's greatest influencers. And the reason that she is that is because she is super, super clear about who her ideal customer is. And any time that she ever got out there on stage, she would identify first and foremost, will my ideal customer appreciate this? Will they want to watch this? How do I get them to watch this? What do they want to see right now? Now, I challenge you, when you put your next post out there on social media, ask yourself the question, even name your ideal customer, give them a cool name that you feel relates to them and ask yourself the question, does so-and-so want to see this? Will they be interested in this or is it just about me or am I randomly plonking this out there for no real reason? And then when you get feedback from the post, let's say you get heaps of interaction, heaps yep. of questions and comments. Why did so-and-so love it? You know, why? what about that post was so beautiful? Or alternatively, if it got nowhere, then take another look at it and go, oh, I wonder why so-and-so didn't connect with that after all. And then we've got two questions. We're going to give you these questions now because these are really powerful when it comes to your social media. And then we're going to wrap it up because we do, we know we've told you why this is important, but not how to do this process. So we will get to that. But um, one of the things that I really encourage you to do is once you do identify your ideal customer and you get to posting your social media, there are two key questions that will help you create any of your content that you put out there. And they're this. Number one, what keeps your ideal customer up at night? Which means what problems in life do they want to solve? What frustrates them and upsets them? What challenges them? What worries them? How can you help them? Yeah. So the question there is, what can you do? What can you be putting out there on social media that either um, connects with that particular problem, maybe help solve it, doesn't have to be a solution, but it could just literally be connecting with that issue. Or the other question that you want to ask about them is, what gets them up in the morning? And that means, what do they value? What gets them up out of bed? Uh, Excites, and motivates, interests, engages, like, you know, Something that they just want to look at and be part of and go, that's fun, that's interesting, that's something I'd like to put my time into. Do they value family? Do they value travel? Do they value good food? Like what matters to them in life? And interestingly, some of those things will seemingly not have a lot to do with what you do in business. But when you understand what makes them tick, it's going to make it a lot easier for them to connect with you and do business with you long term. And you'll bring each other so much more joy. It's interesting because what you do in business is one piece of the puzzle. And so having a view of the whole rest of the puzzle is really powerful. Like then you know where your piece slots in. Yeah. So, guys, you're probably wondering now, right, how do I go through this process? What do I need to do next? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> well, well, I, I'm actually taken back. We did some, we did some training on this uh, with our accelerator group a little while ago, and I loved the moments that we had with it. We had some people that were experiencing tears of joy to work out what their purpose is. And so it's something that there's many ways that you can do training on. Like there's, there's books out there. Um, there's things that you can do. Whatever you do, there's our worksheet. Whatever you do, um, it's really powerful to learn in this space. But I do love 
the, the modules that we have in the course. So what we would like to do is provide you with some value right now, because if you are our, our ideal customer, so we'd love to invite you to join us in one of our free webinars. We do webinars usually every one to two weeks. They're completely free. And we walk you through not only things like who your ideal customer is, but also what you should be doing on social media right now. And our most important thing here is we want to practice what we preach. We want to help build a relationship with you so you can get to know us. We can provide you with some value. And in helping you, you may very well want to go on a journey with us. And we'd love to invite you on in on a journey with us. And we'd love to take you and your business to new levels. So, um, but if you'd love to know more, join us in our next upcoming webinar. And we'd love to give you more information on all of this to help you grow your direct selling business on social media. But that's it from us right now. What a beautiful sunny afternoon. Thanks for joining us. And Are you bye for the now. The sun is streaming know, in my face makes, right now. <laughs> it makes me look like an angel. Yeah, I'm glowing. Oh, look at that. How sweet. Um, well, thanks so much, guys, for joining us. It's been great to chat with you all again today. And I hope that this has given you a few little aha moments and maybe even permission to do a little bit more of what you love um, and stop striving, start thriving. How's love that? It. I, I just it. came up with that. All right, guys, great to chat with you. God bless. And we'll see you on the podcast again next week. But bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.